Miles, what's happening, dude? Unaziwa, Brian. Hello from Bucharest in Romania. Uh, is that how the show's going to go? Is this just going to be a Miles yeah. vacation special? What What did it's I just... learn on vacation today? Um, Apparently something the, about uh, kebabs. And that pizza is fucking impossible to order. Yes, I did struggle to order pizza. I'm going to need assistance with that tomorrow. But the really cheap food, everyone in Romania I've met, just like on the street or at the airport, super lovely. Like I have a few friends from Romania. They're just wonderful people. So yeah, much love to Romania. Much love to Romania. All right, man. Well, on that note, I think it's probably time to start the weekend with today's show. Let's do it. Let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday right here on PSVR Without Parole. Uh, joining me this week, all the way from Romania, look like a very comfortable couch that you're sitting on, is my friend, Two Wise, Miles Dyer. Yep, how are we doing, Brian? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, the question is, is, how are you doing? What time is it over there? It is, well, I'm, on my work laptop, it says 11 p.m., but it's actually one in the morning here. So normally it's a late one on Fridays for me, and that's fine because it's Friday, and I love being with you guys. Uh, but now I'm two hours later. Uh, yeah, it's 1 a.m., so um, I'm feeling good, though. It's been a, a long day, a lot of traveling, um, but uh, this place I'm in is wonderful, and I'm really excited for the next five days to explore a city and a country I've not been to before. So if anyone else out there has been to Romania before, let us know in the chat. Any recommendations? And uh, yeah, I'm just glad I could still make this work. Yeah, man, it's pretty awesome. I'm like actually really surprised. Uh, the first thing when, when you told me that you were doing this, my first thought was, well, it's canceled the show. Like that's the easy thing to do. It's going to be even later than usual. I always feel bad how late it is. Uh, and then here we are. You're just like, no, 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 let's still do it. I'm like, all right, that's fine by me. Good. So thank you. For no, that. for sure, man. But it, but it is because in two weeks I am not going to be here because no. it's my band. This is this is sad news now. Uh, my band, it's our final ever show, is happening not next Friday, the Friday afterwards. So um, yes, Kamara Theory is closing after ten years, and uh, just to let everyone know, it's all with like high spirits. Um, we just every time we come across a new venture, whether it's a new tour or new album. We're really close friends, so we have discussions of, are we going to do this? It's a big financial and time commitment. And after 10 years, you know, life changes. Some of the band, you know, have families or, you know, new ventures in their life or job situations, um, changes. Um, and so we decided to end on a high. So, yeah, we're going to be playing a show that night. And we actually play, we actually finish as soon as this show starts. So maybe if I take the computer with me, I'll just walk off stage <laughs> Hey, game cats! <laughs> Let's do this. But that's really realistically not going to happen. But uh, yeah, that is what's happening in a couple of weeks. Uh, Miles, this isn't on our run of show, and uh, obviously, it's going to. I I told you before the show, I was like, it's late here. I mean, it's, it's late there, and and I'm not uh, feeling 100 percent today. I was like, so let's keep this as. But every time you and I start talking. It's just like, well, let's fucking forget about the show. Like, let's just hang out and have a sh and shoot the shit yeah. and have a good time. Uh, but, Brian, star tenders. <laughs> but I'm I'm genuinely curious uh, about 
what's next for you after schemata theory musically because i mean musicians don't don't their bands don't break up and or, or singers they don't their bands don't break up and then they go well i guess that's it for me musically i'm never going to do this again it's such an integral part of who you are and what you do and uh and something that you're passionate about i, I can't imagine that you're like well that's it well are you, are you planning on something musically after this is all said and done the honest truth is uh emotionally i want there to be a continuation as you say like music is if it's within you it's within you whether it's listening to music or performing it or just writing it um but to be honest i am probably going to just allow there to be like a maybe a three four month like emotional reset where i just don't think about next projects um but i have a huge love for electronic dance music and i know that might make some game cats laugh knowing that i scream in a metal band but there's a lot of hybrid mixtures i mean if you've played synth riders um or even beat saber um with um uh, what's the monster cat track riot um is the artist um what is the song that everyone loves to play by riot uh that's got, is quite tricky the chat will know um this is an overkill what's the uh overkill that's that it, it? Overkill, yeah. that's it okay. Yeah, so that has like screaming stuff in it. So uh, I have a few people that are electronic dance music artists and I'm going to network with them and just say, hey, if there are collaboration efforts, you know, maybe that's something. But you know, the honest truth is I don't know. But for me, the band is just one aspect of other creative outlets in my life. And being a part of this community and working with you, the truth is it's going to free up a lot of time for me to, you know, support this channel more. Um, because with the band, you know, running all the socials, it's a lot of hard work. There's a lot there. So not managing that stuff is, is going to free up a lot of, of, of time in that sense. So, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of like you just move on in other things, but music will always be there. How it will continue. I don't, I, I don't know, but I don't feel pressured by it. What I will say though, is having put up a promo this past week and we had a band rehearsal, we've got one left and then the last show, um, it's starting to emotionally set in that this is it. And um, it's going to be weird being on stage and every song we play just being like, that's the last time we're ever going to play that. Like, um, Because for those that aren't in bands, the reason I think, especially for our band, it's um, quite a tough thing to go through is, you know, being in a band and creating music with other people is a very personal experience. It's showing vulnerability. You're working together to craft music, to communicate something. You go on tour together, you spend hours in the studio and like, you know, practicing and rehearsing. Um, it's a very personal experience. And so in in a way, it is like a relationship breakup in some ways when it comes to an end. Obviously, we're going to remain close friends. But even us, we were having discussions about, I hope we still hang out because the way we normally hang out was through the band. It's like, well, yeah, we just need to make efforts in other ways. So, um, yeah, it's been quite interesting. Well, I mean, whatever you do next, man, obviously you said you're going to take some time and figure shit out and relax, but, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it won't be long until you've got something new to tell us about. So I'm looking forward to whatever that is. Uh, and I'm, and I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that you're, uh, you know, venturing into potentially venturing into other territories. I think, you know, musicians who find themselves in, uh, stuck kind of stuck in one place uh never never feel quite as satisfied as they'd want to be you know i'm a huge bob dylan fan and uh and watch and 
obviously I wasn't around when Bob Dylan was first performing, but like as a college kid looking back on his career and like kind of working my way through it uh, and seeing that he went from like the spoke thing to, you know, to, to rock and roll and like pissed off all of his fans. And then he did this Christian thing for a while and he just tried all this stuff. Like I, I find that to be really, really satisfying. Um, and, and I'm just, and I'm actually really jealous of you to be honest, because I'm a musician, I'm a singer songwriter, but like, I can't play or sing the types of music that I truly love. Uh, so even if I write a song like that, it always still comes out sounding like a fucking bright eye song because that's the only range I have. Um, or that's the only talent that I have. <laughs> so I'm a little hey. bit jealous that you're, that, that you've, you know, got these kind of like other capabilities going on. It's interesting you say that, Brian, but I guess it's always about perspective because for me, I can't sing like, uh, I mean, people say I can, I think because I'm in my thirties now, it's an even harder barrier to overcome because a part of singing is having the confidence just to give it a go. And so when you're a kid, you just go for it. Um, so I'm jealous of people that can sing. And I remember during one of your Ask Me uh, Anything live streams, by the way, everyone watching, sign up to Patreon. You get access to that when Brian does those live shows from time to time. Oh, yeah. And you got out your guitar and you sang and it sounded awesome, man. So um, yeah, it is, it is just finding out, you know, what you can do. But yes, in music, there's a lot of things we look to and go, especially as a vocalist. I wish I sounded like them, but the thing is, we all have our own voice, and you have to learn to use that, um, which can be can be tough. But well, Miles, now that we're totally off schedule, <laughs> let's uh, we'll catch back. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, we got to remind people right now, though, that uh, that this Sunday at two p.m. Eastern is the multiplayer meetup. Uh, remember to join our Discord because that is the easiest way to get involved in these multiplayer meetups. There's probably a lot of games sitting in your backlog that either you haven't played or you've never played the multiplayer of. Uh, this Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, organized by our good friend in GameCat, Professor Lilith, uh, Battle Wake. Uh, this is really an underappreciated mode. Uh, it's not terribly deep. And so you probably get all of all of what you need from Battle Wake's multiplayer on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so I say get in there and give it a shot if you never have before. If you didn't play multiplayer during the first week or two of launch, you probably didn't have anyone to play with. And so we get all these cats in there. Let's have some fun. I'm very jealous of anyone who gets to play on Sunday because um, unfortunately I don't have my VR equipment with me. <laughs> There's a few things I wanted to do on this break. But um, yeah, it's a game that I've always wanted to experience in the multiplayer. So um, I can't stress it enough. Um, if you're about on a, on a Sunday, get involved because it's an awesome community. And as I mentioned last week, um, even if it's a game that you're not that familiar with and you're worried about, you know, not being great at it, there's no ego in that community. It's everyone's just up for helping each other. And it's, it's always a really good time. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and when you get over there, give Professor Lilith a shout out and, and, and let her know how much you appreciate uh, all this stuff that uh, is being organized because uh, a lot of moving parts with it without parole. And, uh, and and if I had to do it all, nothing would ever get done, Miles. Uh, so I'm, I'm very, very proud of all the cats out there who helped this thing run. Uh, let's not forget Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who puts the timestamps in this after the show. All the moderators who, I mean, kid you not, like my life is so much easier because of them. And they just, I mean, I, don't, I think they take they take the role of uh, moderation far more seriously than I would ever take it myself. So I appreciate them. Uh, and then, of course, Jay Meow, who gets this show, this very show that you're watching right now up on podcast services of your choice. But a great reason to go over to Discord Miles is for... Uh, is to leave viewer takeover questions. Obviously, you can leave whatever questions you want here in the chat. Uh, I, I do my absolute best to to bring you guys into the into the show whenever possible. Whenever you have a great question, but sometimes 
uh, there's just not enough time to talk to everybody and answer everybody's question. So the best way to get your questions asked and answered on the show uh, is is to leave them in the viewer takeover channel on our Discord. Click the link in the description below. While you're there, subscribe to Miles' channel. Does great stuff over there, although probably not for the next week. <laughs> I actually get back on Wednesday, and if I get back from the airport in the two-hour drive, uh, I'll have an hour set up for the show. So if you want to go and see me have a meltdown, come on Wednesday. <laughs> That's great, man. I, I, I will definitely tune in. Just, just, like you're just going to be yeah. like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm so caffeinated. I'll be speaking Romanian. I'll be speaking fluent Romanian. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. The first viewer takeover question comes to us from uh, Orsik, the beheaded game cat. Uh, says, hashtag viewer takeover. Isn't it for the best uh, that we might never have Iron Man VR in PSVR 2 and instead get a brand new Iron Man game designed for PSVR 2 uh, and hybrid so it gets a AAA budget? Miles, uh, one of the more disappointing things that we heard on uh, the MetaConnect event, whenever that was, God, I have zero perception yeah. of time uh was that it was this week was it this week it was tuesday wasn't it? okay uh was that so. was that metabot camouflage and so that we like that studio is is now just gone from our ecosystem we got republic we got iron man vr uh and now on, on the heels of this announcement uh it seems like the quest is getting a pretty damn good version of uh iron man vr do you think this means that we won't get a psvr2 version of iron man vr well, just to talk about that news in particular, I, I was really shocked when I saw that pop up. And I think, interestingly, it's one of those pieces of news where most, you know, MetaQuest players um, wouldn't, they'd think it's just great news. But as Don, who, you know, as a PlayStation community or PSVR community, it's actually kind of in a weird way. Some people might disagree, you might disagree, but it's as if it's a bigger loss for us than it is a gain for them. Uh, because they're getting a game that has already been released elsewhere. And they had not, they acknowledged that on the announcement. But also they mentioned, you know, this is a partnership with Sony um, Interactive uh, Entertainment. Um, and uh, and so it means that there is opportunities for a sequel to be made. I don't think it's particularly likely because Sony has other companies they're able to work with. And um, there are also other games well another iron man game being made by motive uh studios who are obviously doing the current dead space remake um they did squadrons as we've mentioned before um so that could be an interesting dynamic as well but um yeah i was really really surprised by the news and um camouflage was a company because of that game i thought i could see them actually being acquired by sony what about what did you think yeah, I actually thought that they very likely could have been acquired by Sony, but I also think that they were a, a team that sort of was struggling to find their way for a very long time. Uh, if you if you watched the behind the scenes uh, documentary that came with the uh, the Republic VR Limited Run Collector's Edition, uh, you you see just how much they struggled just getting the iPad and, and iOS versions of Republic out initially. Uh, like it seemed like they their company wasn't even going to survive that development period. Uh, they just they struggled and struggled and struggled to make it happen uh and then then here we are with iron man and it seems very much like they struggled and struggled and struggled to make it happen because i mean it just it wasn't 
I, I don't think any studio out there would, would have looked at this game and been like, yeah, this this was our vision, right? They did a lot of things great in that game. I think, you know, as soon as you get into the Iron Man suit and you take off, it feels good, everything's good. But then there's a lot of other things. They're just like, well, what happened here? Why are the loading screens like a minute long? This is totally pulling us out of the immersion. Why can't I walk around Stark Manor? Why can't, why is this, a lot of little things that sort of added up to be mm-hmm. like, this is a great experience, but man, I can't think about it with nothing but positivity. I, I, I always revert to being like, yeah, it was really fun while it lasted, but man, it had a lot of issues too. And so as, as a studio, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't honestly don't know what meta just bought. I don't know if this is a studio that struggled to find their way and is now there and is capable of making the triple A games that Ryan Payton said that this was a studio. To, they want to be the next big triple A studio. I don't know if they bought that studio or if they, they're buying a studio that's still struggling and still finding their way. Um, and so really, I won't know what I think of this news until I see Camouflage's next game on Quest. I'm with you completely on that. And it was only actually on last week's show that we did together that we were talking about, uh, I think it was another viewer takeover question about what games would we be most excited to see get a, a sequel for PSVR 2 or, or sorry, um, a game to get a PSVR 2 version and Iron Man was that one that I shouted at randomly because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that. There's so many things they could fix with it. And so, um, yeah, I think that made it hit a bit harder when the news came out. I was like, oh, okay, should probably stop dreaming about that. <laughs> don't dream big or metal will come along and crush it. <laughs> but, I, but I don't think this means anything, though. I mean, Sony, That's true. Sony found Sony, – Sony got the license to Iron Man. Sony uh, chose – I mean, I'm, I'm assuming – chose camouflage I, I know that i know it went a little bit differently ryan did explain ryan payton from camouflage sort of explained how it worked in, in the different pitches that they uh they used uh for the game to to be chosen as a studio who uh, who ended up developing iron man vr but uh sony's the one with the license and and, and i can't imagine that this partnership uh excludes camouflage from bringing a better version of iron man out to psvr2 uh, i i I don't. I think as I think any game that Sony had a part in developing or financing or funding uh, on PSVR yes. one uh, is is almost a guarantee, regardless of anything that's else happening in in the land of business. I think that all the games that they've had any part in developing uh, or funding will find their way on the PSVR two and relatively soon. And Meta seems to be doing some interesting um, collaborations with arguably you know competitors i mean look at what happened with end dreams and ghostbusters it was the first where it's going to be seen on vr is on meta right right uh, the quest um and it does say you know part of sony um interactive entertainment um and uh and also they meta were announcing partnerships they're doing with xbox um i saw the screen of all the flat screen games you can now play in vr so technically fortnite vr is coming out it's just it's the flat screen version um but i kind of like that approach and and um, as was mentioned in the chat um you know when when they announced this camouflage thing um they did kind of give credit to sony you know they you know I, i like the fact that yeah it doesn't always have to be combative it can be collaborative even with different devices and i think especially it's kind of what we see with all the indie devs when it comes to VR games. There's this real, there's the rivalry. Obviously, they want to make the best, you know, VR game. Yeah. But there's a lot of companionship and solidarity because everyone's trying to work their way through this. Now, of course, when it comes to crunch with, you know, the amount of money that's been pumped into Meta and, you know, creating the Metaverse and when Sony's investing all this money into Epic Games, 
there is going to be some moments that are going to get quite uh there's going to be a lot of friction and a, and a, a lot of uh, aggression but i think when it comes to these kind of things i'm i'm quite hopeful uh that it's not quite as cu- uh, cutthroat as it is when there are acquisitions made for flat screen games i don't think that meta is going to be taking anything away from us um and i'm glad that they're getting funding from some company to hopefully build more and better vr titles agreed uh, real quick, Scott Jesco, PSN, Harry Feld, PSVR GameCap for Life, with the two quid in the chat, says, tip choo, tip train, choo-choo, or should it be ghost train, boo-boo, hashtag Team Dave? Um, thank you very much, Scott Jesco. Um, I, th- I do think, I, there's, a, there's a lot of love, I will say, there's a lot of love for Iron Man in the chat, and I'm really happy to see that, because, uh, you know, for all the people out there like me who are, just can't, who enjoyed the experience, but still, you know, struggle with all the downsides. Yeah. There's, there's people Me out, too. there's people out there, uh, who are, who are just like, it was one of my favorite fucking VR games ever. And I'm like, that makes me so happy to see because not everybody judges games in the same way. Uh, yeah. What I will say about that is despite the fact that I'm happy you guys are loving Iron Man VR or have loved it, I think it's going to be a night and day difference when we see on PSVR two. Uh, if, as you as you mentioned, the new Iron Man game is being made by EA Motive, who made Squadrons, so they have experience with this hybrid model. If we get this on PSVR 2 as a hybrid title, I think it's going to be a night and day difference when we see just what a hybrid, like a real hybrid game, is capable of delivering on PSVR 2. And like, what does that mean? How how you know how much more gameplay are we going to get every time you're not in the suit? What are we doing? Like, the progression system is just a lot more. I can only imagine there's going to be a lot more, uh, there's going to be a lot more depth to it, and uh, and the VRAF mechanics are going to be you know above and beyond. So uh, that's what I'm going to be most interested in seeing is like what the what, because it's a non VR game at its core, that means it's being developed for way more people. This bigger budget, and the team has a lot more. Uh, they've got a, a better ability to include all of these things uh, because they're not limited as much by funding or time, and they've got a mm. bigger team to, to to take care of all of this. Yeah, and the final point I'd say on this, Brian, is um, it, it kind of reminds me of discussions we had regarding, you know, Beat Saber when it got bought by Meta. Um, does that mean that it we, we might get taken away from PSVR 2? And we all think, nah. And one of the arguments I made for that was it's actually good research and development for Meta to have one of their titles built for the PlayStation VR offering because by doing that, they're actually going to learn about that hardware what it is to develop, and that can also inform the development with their own gear. So I think there's a lot of um, to be said also with, with anything that Camouflage does with, with Iron Man, if there's a new version done or stuff like that, they'd want it to come onto PlayStation's platform because Meta want to not just rely on their own research and development and trials and errors, they want to actually learn about what it's like developing for PSVR 2 as well, which is going to have features that the Meta Quest Pro doesn't have and vice versa agreed agreed in a roundabout way uh somehow miles this brings us to our next viewer takeover question i don't have to come up with a segue we'll leave that to your imagination i love it when segues are intentionally deployed (laughs) (laughs) uh stike on discord in the viewer takeover channel asks are we ready to pay triple a prices for triple a vr games what if horizon call of the mountain is 70 dollars First of all, I don't think Horizon Call of the Mountain is going to be seventy dollars. I think that price point is reserved for uh, is reserved for true AAA games uh, that 
potentially hybrid games. Uh, I think yes. I think most of the AAA games we're going to see are going to be hybrid uh, because that's the most reasonable way to make a AAA game that's PSVR two compatible. Um, but so I, I see Horizon as like a fifty dollar game, uh, and based on what we've heard, right? The team has said it's what like roughly eight hours or so. Um, you can take your time, explore longer if you want to. Uh, but we also, you know, thing, things are uh, it's sounding. I don't want, this is going to be really negative when I say this, but I can't think of a better term. Like when combat seems a little bit dumbed down and, uh, and they just sort of made it like this, this VR first experience, uh, mm-hmm. meaning it's no longer open world and they've removed some of the core horizon elements. Um, I still think it's going to be an amazing game. It's, you know, I can't imagine us being disappointed in it. Uh, but still, I don't find it from what we've heard so far. I don't think this is going to be an example of a $70 AAA game. What about you? Yeah, agreed. Uh, if this is going to be a launch title that they want people to experience PSVR 2 on to begin with, they just want to get it in as many people's hands as possible. And the only way they could do it better than $40 is if it was a game like Astrobot that, you know, comes with the PS5. Uh, but there could be an Astrobot Rescue Mission 2, who knows, um, with the, the PSVR 2. So, yeah, I, I can't see it being a, a full-fledged um, $70 game. Um, and as you were saying, Brian, um, you know, the case for AAA prices for AAA VR games, if they're hybrid games, there's not really much of a discussion to be had. It just makes sense. Um, you know, it's just a bigger pool of people. Um, and if people have bought like a PS4 version and they're like, we've just released a PS5, uh, you know, PSVR2 version. Um, I think that that's you know a way that they're going to be able to funnel more money, even if it's just an upgrade price or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah as far as the seventy dollars price point is concerned, I, I do think that. I mean, I'm ready, man. We, this is what we've been asking for. We've we've been as gamers, we've been asking for where are the AAA games? Why don't we get Resident Evil Seven right off the bat with PSVR One? Why didn't we get more games like that? Why weren't Why weren't we able to get more? Uh, you know current gen big titles what was happening there um we learned a little bit later so you know some of the reasons as to why that was happening but we've been ready i think we've been ready since the dawn of of psvr1 to pay for premium games and and if as long as we are getting the premium experience i i I think that we're all going to be really happy paying 70 dollars for those games i mean no one's really happy paying 70 dollars for games period but it's the state it's it's where we are right now right i would much i'd be much happier miles paying 70 dollars for a game that i'm able to play in vr than a 70 dollar game that i can only play on my television on my flat screen well you're well you're in luck brian because naughty dog are releasing uh the last of us part one vr and it's only 70 dollars on top of the previous 70 dollars if you bought the flat screen version miles i will the naughty dog will get my fucking money man they will get my money if they make Last of Us Part 1 compatible with PSVR 2, if I can play Last of Us again, flat sc- not flat screen, in VR, first person, dude, they can they, they will get my $70. But I've already played Last of Us twice. I've played twice, right? PS3 and then again on PS4. I will buy the game again if I can play it in first person VR. Do you think... Yeah, I think that would be the perfect example of a hybrid game because uh, not only are you not doing crazy activities, right? Everything is a little bit on the slower pace stuff. You know, there's a little bit of running and jumping, whatever, shooting the whole thing. Grabbing but, ladders. But grabbing <laughs> ladders, uh, pushing uh, Ellie around on a, on a, on a, on a Titanic 
door. Um, it's there's not a whole, but there's not like oh my god, we're doing crazy shit here. We're not Spider Man. We're not you know shooting web slingers. Nathan Drake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Nathan Drake's another example. I mean, Uncharted is you know again like yeah, you're you're climbing and you're jumping from rock to rock. But I mean, there's nothing there that couldn't be done in VR, not, especially things that we haven't already seen. So I do think Last of Us is a perfect example of something that uh, Sony should be looking at. And, and really, with the with the rabid fan base that The Last of Us has, this this would be a perfect way to get people into PlayStation VR too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, science, comma, game cat, comma, meow, with the $20 tip says, not $20, with the $2 tip. I'm sorry, Josh, I can't read today. Uh, it says, I hope we get many, many $70 PSVR 2 games. Agreed. This is what we've been wanting. Where are they? Like, it's nothing wrong with smaller $10, $15, $20 games. Nothing wrong with that. Those are great to play between the big $70 games. We just didn't have enough $70 games or $60 games or even $50 games on PSVR 1. And I use that and I use those prices to reflect quality and depth and, and, uh, and the longevity of these games. Obviously, I don't want a three hour game that they're charging us $70 for. I think you guys are all smart enough to know what we're talking about here. Uh, TCMF Games Official. I'm going to rare anyway, because, because why not? Canadian 279 says, uh, still think a VR two event is coming this year? Question mark. I think a showcase is still happening this year. Yeah. I'm curious as to why people think maybe it's not like what, what, what changed in the last couple of weeks? Is it because we didn't get something in, uh, we didn't get something on, on the anniversary. Is it because, because yeah. I mean, don't forget September, just a couple weeks ago, there was that big press event where a bunch of outlets got their hands on PSVR 2 headsets and, and had a ton of coverage. Uh, this is the beginning of Sony ramping up their uh, their their hype for PSVR 2, their their marketing, their advertisement. That's just the beginning. Um, we got to- when does oh yeah, God of War Ragnarok comes out November 9th. So I because I feel like once they get God of War out the way, because this has been the thing that's been overshadowing every showcase because because it, it was two showcases ago it was revealed and it was like oh is it coming out is it coming out so that i was just checking now and the fact it's the night for november i thought if it was towards the end of november it might be a difficult thing yep. to do in december but if it's out on the night for november yeah they could do a showcase mid-november i mean yeah the the fact is is most of us think that sounds really late right but because we've been waiting years for psvr2 like why are you waiting so long yeah but really when it comes down to it the rest of the world is like oh this thing comes out in three months perfect yeah let's do pre-orders now uh, and and so like mid-november would absolutely be perfect for a psvr2 event uh i wouldn't be thrilled about it <laughs> because i'm like come on guys this is fucking taking forever but let's <laughs> you know but let's as long as it happens eventually and pre-orders open and, and you know price is something we can deal with then then great um yeah comma science comma game cat comma meow uh with the five dollar tip says commas denote pauses or maybe <laughs> when you read out loud you say comma after every comma hashtag grammar <laughs> And we've got Piotrek F with the eleven ninety nine PLN, whatever that is. Plantains. What's PLN? Oh, plantains. Yeah, Scotty is right. We only want indie sh- VR games. All right, yeah, uh, Piotrek F. We're going to get to that that statement in just a minute, uh, but probably a good time to move on to uh, the second to last news story, which is uh, that if you want to celebrate Halloween, 
Well, very shortly, you're going to be able to do that. In- I mean, who wants to celebrate Halloween, Brian? I, I don't know. No, I don't know anyone over. I don't know. I, I already forgot what this is called. Uh, <laughs> on hello, hello, Halloween? Mm. Is it Halloween? Did I not download this? Tri- oh, here it is. There it is. There. Bing. Um, so uh, Media Molecule announced that uh, they are bringing all hallows the land of lost dreams keeping up with their fucking terrible naming conventions for these things uh all hallows colon yes josh i'm reading the fucking colon the <laughs> land of lost dreams which is just like dude how about we get rid of the all hallows just how about we just say dreams colon the land of lost dreams or 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 how uh, fucking i don't know man uh but they say, where, where do all the forgotten dreams and half-finished ideas go? Get lost and discover this creative purgatory dimension with its rich and unnerving history filled with strange quests, odd but familiar characters, and even community-created interactive delights. Escape hashtag the land of lost dreams this Halloween. Play in dreams from October 20th, 2022. Um, did you play last year's Ghost Train thing? I didn't. No. I mean, this is a game that I should be diving into way more than I am. And it's because, kind of like No Man's Sky, it's a game that I've just kind of said, I'm going to jump into it when there's a PSVR 2 version. And I know that's not everyone will agree with that, but that's just how I, I feel about them. Are you saying that about Dreams? Yeah. Yeah, oof, then you may be in for a wait, because according to Media Molecule, not on the roadmap currently. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit, a little bit. This disconcerting. My quite. I don't know what that means, though. Does that does that mean that they have to move on to something else? Is is are they going to eventually? Uh, are they are they going to have to be like, well, listen, dreams didn't really work out, and, and there wasn't as much engagement as we anticipated. So we'd love to support this thing till the end of our days, but we just can't financially. We need to move yeah. on and make something else. We need to make a little big planet five or something. Um, PlayStation Home, Tearaway Two. PlayStation Home. I mean, too. I'm down, man. If PlayStation Home looks all cotton candy like, then I'm all right. As long as we get it, we get, give me cotton. But no, candy. I do. I do. I do need to dive into these because I hear such great things. But also, I'm always quite sirens on my end. There's actually sorry. I don't know if you can hear them. Yes, I feel solidarity now. Wow, <laughs> it's finally it. not me. Scene. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I just wish Dreams had multiplayer. Uh, to like experience worlds together in VR, that'd be amazing. But everything I see AJ always talking about blows my mind, so I do need to jump back in there. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Always impressed by what people make over there. Um, <clears throat> and, and the Ghost Train stuff from last year was actually really incredible. It was really uh, just just some cool stuff. And, and you know, the community-made stuff is always good. And they, they stitched it all together, and they made these big haunted houses. Um, this is happening on the 20th. I'll probably be streaming it, and uh, we'll be able to check this out together. It looks... I feel like every year they get a little bit more family friendly. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. so they don't go for like the huge scares. They kind of go for something that's like weird and just like Halloween themed, but not really super scary or anything, which is, uh, which is fine. I, I don't, I don't need dreams to be the source of my, all of my horror goodness. It's fine. Um, before we get into our main topic, Old Darth with Canadian $5 tip says PC VR mods have shown almost every game works well in VR. Are they all VRAF? No, but they are all still highly enjoyable. Yeah, man, that's that's been the thing that really 
if Sony's been paying attention at all, if Capcom's been paying, paying attention at all, like how could you be one of those studios? How could you be Sony, like in charge of PlayStation VR two? How could you be Capcom watching your game get modded on PC yeah. to do these things in first person VR? Resident Evil two and three just look awesome and it looked like they play great. Like how could you be those studios and not go, Well, we need to make we need to make an official version of this and show and show those modders what VRAF really means. Not that they're using without parole terminology, but you get you get my gift. Gift, gift, drift, gist, drift and gist. You get my. I get your drift. Drift. Let's go with drift. All right. The gist. You get the gist. And I totally just missed the other tip that went by. Where is it? Oh, the other tip was uh, I've got it here. Thank you. It was by GB the. Uh, rally haptic ghost cat. It means MM is working on PS5 upgrade, otherwise PSVR2 wouldn't merit uh, looking into. Oh, so it could just be like a whole wording thing. Yeah, I'm... this is the thing I always thought about like PSVR2 versions. Like, if we take Beat Saber for example, there's a question of like if they make a PSVR2 version, will it come with the DLCs? I assume what's going to happen is. Just like has happened from PS4 to PS5, you know, No Man's Sky got a PS5 version, but if you want to play VR, you have to play the PS4 version of it. So I assume what's going to happen is the PS5 version of No Man's Sky is just going to have a VR version, which is for PSVR 2. Yeah. Uh, so I assume so. that's what beats... So Beat Saber, I reckon, will just say, we can now get the PS5 version, which will be compatible with PSVR 2. I assume that's how it's all going to work. Agreed. It's just, it's so simple. I mean, I know, but for weeks fingers and... and months we've been agonizing over it. Like, <laughs> how are they going to do it? And I'm like, it really could be that simple. Right. Yeah. It should be that simple. <laughs> yeah. There, there were a lot of conversations early on uh, in the PSVR. Oh, I'm sorry, the PlayStation 5 life cycle. I mean, I know we're still early on, but there are a lot of people saying, how come we can't get PlayStation 5 titles for PlayStation VR 1? Right? How come? And, and it's, I think we're seeing that now. It's like, but this is because it would just add so much confusion, right? PlayStation 5 is for PSVR 2. PlayStation 4 games for PSVR 1. Can you imagine if there was like these cross-gen games? Some of these PlayStation 5 games were designed for PSVR 1, but not all of them were. And then we get PSVR 2. It's like, well, how come we can't play these with our PSVR 1? I'm just like, and, 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 and to what? Satisfy a few thousand gamers rather than the millions and millions that will buy PSVR 2? I, I, trust me, I, I, I can understand how this sounds anti-consumerism uh, or anti-consumer. But man, the nightmare that it would bring from a PR standpoint, I, I can't even I can't even begin to imagine people having to deal with that shit. It'd be nuts. Uh, Shades of Grey Matter with Canadian five dollar tip says this week's backlog club. They, Shades, you know what, man? Let's let me take a second here. There's so much shit happening on the Without Parole Discord that I don't even I can't even like keep up with it. I forget that there's a backlog club. That's amazing. Uh, so so thank you so much uh, for for pointing out stuff that I am terrible at, at promoting. Uh, so go to Discord and, and join the Backlog Club. If you've got a backlog of games, Shades of Grey Matter says this week's Backlog Club game is Paranormal Activity. Join us in Discord to work through your backlog before PSVR 2 gets here. Wonderful idea. Wonderful idea. They've been right, doing okay. the Backlog Club for a while, um, but no one talks about it. Uh, so, so get in there if you haven't played Paranormal Activity. Dude, I, one of my favorite horror games on PSVR. Just so... Have you played it yet? <laughs> You're so... <laughs> You should be ashamed, Miles. You should be ashamed. I am. I'm ashamed, but I've also got clean underwear, so, you know. Shit. That just makes me realize. If I don't wear underwear, that means I'm just, like, really damaging pairs of jeans and sweatshorts and stuff that... 
All right, hold on. I'm taking you notes. Get... I'm taking notes. Let me... <laughs> Buy underwear. I do think. Boxers I did or say briefs? It, but... What are we doing? Man, PSVR 2 needs to come with, like, PlayStation branded adult diapers for, like, Resident Evil Village or whatever horror games they do. All right, since you didn't give me an answer, we're going boxer briefs. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Uh, let's. It's on my it's on my backlog, but it's like a lot of horror games. I have to be in the right frame of mind. The sort of I'm ready to have a heart attack frame of mind. <laughs> I do. I mean, this is what you should be. I mean, I know you're on vacation right now, but when you get home, especially the the few days leading up to the 31st, I think I think you need to you, you need to get a little bit more American on us, right? Because I know that like Halloween isn't like this big thing oh, in the UK that. like it is here. You do it so good. It's actually getting quite American over here. It happens a lot more than when I was first growing up. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're Cheers. Welcome. Yeah, it's really the, it's really the only thing I look forward to all year. It's amazing. I love dressing up and all that. So um, it's nice to dress up for a reason. Nice. Well, I think that probably takes us to uh, the big topic of the week. And Miles, that that t- this topic is so strange because in my head there was only one answer. Uh, it's, it's what VR is still a new medium. Uh, developers are still finding their way, trying to find the best solutions for locomotion, trying to find their best solutions for motion sickness. Uh, headset manufacturers are doing the same thing. Uh, it's, it, it's a brave new world and we're all sort of just fighting our way through it as gamers. We're figuring out what we like and what we don't like. And, uh, oh, should, I mean, turn buttons, man, turn buttons. Like, can you imagine a world? Like if you said seven years ago before PlayStation VR came out, be like, oh, hey, we're moving into VR, but you're going to have to turn with buttons. Be like, what, what's wrong? What happened to analog sticks in the future, Brian? Uh, well, we, yeah. just, we just don't click, have them. Like, wait. Click turning. What? Wait. Or click turning. <laughs> oh, yeah. No longer can you just smoothly turn. Is So VR brought, we hate that. VR brought with it like a whole, yeah, I mean, like, you know, a, a whole new set of things that no one expected. Yeah. It's like the Spanish Inquisition, Miles. This is I blame voice chat for this. We were in voice chat and I said no one expected and everybody was like Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, everyone likes to turn smooth, but what if you could turn in a segmented way? What if you could turn in a completely unnatural way that no one on the face of the planet has ever done? Ever. Uh but people, twitchy robots. But but it, but the funny thing is, Miles, is like we're we're making fun of it, but um but but I mean, obviously, for people who with motion sickness, we understand like it really does help uh, a lot of people. Uh, La Noir it made me a little bit queasy because of just the the acceleration they used. But then on top of that, there are people who defend it, and so this is because they're like, well, this is how your eyes work when you look this way, that way. It's not this smooth motion. It's it's boink 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 boink, right? And so it, it so there are so this just shows you that there are a lot of different gamers out there, and a lot of people prefer different things. And team options is what we've always tried to promote over here on Without Parole. So, but so here we are. Uh, and we're getting to really like we're getting out of the experimental phase of virtual reality. Like PSVR one was yeah. a huge experiment. We used old motion controllers from the generation prior. Uh, you know, we used uh, we used light tracking uh, and, uh, and 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 a whole fucking shitload of wires. And a lot of games, uh, you know, didn't use motion controllers. Some games that used motion controllers had weird control schemes. We're getting out of the experimental phase and we're getting into something that could be considered as close to mainstream as VR has ever seen. Uh, and with that, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And the question is, what do gamers really want? This whole question started, and I'm going to bring up this here. Um, 
with a tweet from Scott Steff, uh, who said, this is brought to my attention on Twitter, said, I worked in VR for years. I shipped launch titles for Oculus DK1, Vive, Touch, Gear VR, etc. I learned just one thing. Consumers wanted weirder, only in VR titles like Job Sim and Beat Saber. They did not want first-person shooters or social experiences they already had. This is... Already had. Right. Right. There, there's a lot... In, so it just brings up this question. It's like, what what are we looking for as gamers? I mean, do you think, do you think that VR can survive with games like Job Sim and Beat Saber? Or do you think that those are like kind of novelties and, and those are those are fun things to use to get people into vr but do they make the platform sustainable i mean i think the the quick answer is no um in the long run could we do another generation of those kind of games uh maybe for another three years i think yes it could be done um with the improvements with all the because the thing is, this isn't just about improvements in the gaming, it's right. in the tech as well. There's been a lot of comments at the moment about, you know, joking aside about the click turning, that there's a lot of people that can't do smooth turning because it makes them feel um, sick. And um, I'm really curious to see, and I think these first impressions of PSVR 2 um, is, is you know, not going to give us an answer to this yet. Right. But as these games start being released, I'd be curious to know if people that usually have motion sickness with certain movements, whether it's going fast uh, when moving with full locomotion or it's to do with smooth turning. I wonder if they'll find actually with the haptics and the headset and the optimization and peripheral vision with um, foveated rendering, um, that could actually fix a lot of those things. And so uh, my point in the context of like these more gimmicky games, if we call them that, uh, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. um, There could be a whole you know, generation of improvements to just make these games. Yeah, we could just have them for three or four years. Just although saying that, I don't think that is the answer. I'm just saying I think they could get by, but that's not going to be sustainable in the long run. And to be a long-term successful platform, VR needs to be investing now uh, or yesterday, really. We've had six years now. These big AAA games need to start coming out. Yeah. Shades of Grey Matter in the chat says, I don't think he's entirely wrong. A lot of people trying out VR want to experience things that are completely yeah. unique to them. Uh, my, I, I think that's interesting, right? Because, because if you look at sales charts, then I think Shades is correct. You look at sales charts and you bring up something like the, you know, the, the September 2022 uh, VR sales charts or the PlayStation VR sales charts. And you'll see a lot of here. I can probably just bring that up right here. Can I, um, you'll, you'll see a lot of games that, uh, are very VR focused, VR centric games that ha- are not on any other platform. Um, and, uh, here I can find this somewhere here. Just trying to, uh, and what, and what are you looking at, Brian, just to quickly say on that point that, um, uh, when it comes to, um, actually, you know what? I've lost my point. <laughs> this is great. We're really yeah, killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, come on, come on. Where is this? Here it is. All right, here. Let me let me bring up the sales chart. And we can take a look. And this is this is last month, right? Uh, 
here we go. PlayStation Store, September 2022. Let's interact with this and bring it down. And so we have PS5 games, PS4 games, where are we looking? PSVR games. So we start at the bottom with Transformers Beyond Reality, uh, which is, you know, definitely, it's a rail shooter, and it's a, it's, it's a short-lived one at that. It's a smaller experience. Sniper Elite VR, it's a longer experience, but it's segmented in a way that a traditional Sniper Elite VR game wouldn't be. Uh, it's sort of designed for shorter place place bands um so it sort of it, in a weird way it sort of falls into this category um uh, swordsman vr nfl pro era rick and morty virtual locality uh, greed greed <laughs> greed rise to glory that was very unintentional i promise you uh astrobot rescue mission super hot vr job sim and beat saber these are all these are all almost all of them and there will always be exceptions to the rule uh on smaller experiences a lot of them custom designed for VR. Most of them custom designed for VR um, in games that you can't play on the flat screen. Even games like Super Hot VR is a different game uh, than the flat screen one. The flat screen one is a first-person shooter. You actually run around. Uh, this is a stationary thing. Um, <clears throat> and so when we look at a list like this, Miles, where are the bigger games? We, it, it's, not like, it's not like we've got none of them. We certainly haven't gotten a lot of them. But where are the bigger ones? Like, why you would think that every single person jumping into VR would be, would say, "Oh, this is amazing! Skyrim VR is on PlayStation VR." Why? Why is this not on the list? There are game. There are launch games here on this list. Job Sim, Super Hot. These are all super, super yeah. early games. Where the fuck? I mean, even I th- yeah. I, I do. I do think though it's not like an either or, and I'm not saying that that's what you're suggesting, but like. The idea is that there are certain games that are great entry points like Beat Saber and Job Sim and all this sort of stuff. But then, yes, you do want those AAA games to maintain those longer relationships. You know, um, it kind of reminds me when it comes to like you do content marketing, you sort of have like the top of the funnel that you're trying to fill with new audiences. So you make content that has wide appeal, big reach, people share it, they're, you know, bite-sized and you know snackable and like junk food and it's just like gives you a real rush uh but then once they've had that you can't just keep feeding them that they want to start getting stuff of more substantive value uh and that's when you'd have the more long-form games i mean the beat saber um is an interesting one because yeah it is one that's very easy to click into but then we talk about how many hours we've played in that game yeah, you know it's, it's it's yeah 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 uh whereas job sim you know is a game that you would show new people but there's not huge amounts of replayability because a lot of those mechanics are then actually in more long-form games. So I do think that um, we do need both. And and so going back to your question of, like, you know, where are these AAAs games, you know, a a lot... The the truth is we don't have a lot out at the moment. A lot of them were just flat-screen games that went to VR. Um, And it's not to say that we can't have hybrid games. That's what we want. But they weren't designed as hybrid games, were they? Um, right. When it comes to Skyrim VR or No Man's Sky, um, so it'll be interesting to see a generation where there are games built with both of those things in mind. Agreed. Uh, and just just to clarify, and I know that the, this can be a, a kind of a triggering conversation or whatever people, or it's easy to get kind of lost in the weeds on this. Uh, Nakazaki in the chat uh, says, "What's wrong with short, very polished VR experiences?" That's we're kind of here to say nothing is wrong with them. In fact, we love them uh, as far as like job sim and I'm, I'm like I'm just blanking on great examples of this stuff, but, but most of the library, most of the PSVR one library, most of the quest library, you know, again, with, 
with exceptions, uh, are shorter, polished VR experiences. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the what, what I take issue with is when people uh, is when people start saying we don't want anything but that. And I think but you, that, yeah. And I think you find that here. I'm going to bring this up real quick. Uh, so in, re- in response to, uh, the last tweet we saw, uh, Enemus, I believe his name is, says, I agree with Scott. I got into VR because of weird stuff and the ability to play in virtual worlds. I can play PC games or console games on my PC or console. I like when VR is different and set apart from cookie cutter adaptations of existing games, but each have an audience. So this is, this, this I find really interesting when people say I can play PC games or console games on my PC or console, because this just shows how different a lot of gamers are because every time I've sat down over the last six years to play any flat screen game on PlayStation four or PlayStation five, the only thought I have is man, this would be so much better in VR constantly. doesn't even matter what game it is. Like, I'm just like, I can, I can just imagine how beautiful it would look, how much more immersive it would be, the different ways they could implement VRAF mechanics into those games. So what it comes down to this, what, what I'm confused about, uh, Nakizaki in the chat, um, isn't, aren't the people who are like, yeah, no, these, these unique VR experiences are great. It's not that I'm confused about. It's the people who don't want anything but that. And that's what, that's what kind of is driving me crazy this week. Um, just seeing, and, and, it, and it makes me wonder why, like what, what, what's, what's the genesis of this? Like where, where does this thought process come from saying, oh no, no, this is all I want. It's like, is this is this for people who are just not as obsessed with VR as I am, or or is this for people who, and, and I really hate saying this, but I do feel like some of it comes from this. There are quest gamers out there who are like, well, I know that my headset's not capable of this, so I I, I just don't I don't want it, I don't want it. Yeah, right. It's a little bit it, it to to me, and and again, I I think I see more of this than most people because of what I do for a living. Um, there's some fanboyism out there. And and people will defend their headset to the death, and even even when even when it shouldn't be right. Like I I have I have major problems with Sony, but man, I do not hold back. I voice all my opinions about how much Sony can be really fucking sucky sometimes, uh, and and about my problems with PSVR one games and all sorts of things. So hopefully hopefully I'm not coming across as somebody who is uh, fanboy fanboying about PSVR one and PSVR two. I'm very hopeful, but I can't imagine this is going to go as smoothly as I want it to. Um, so I just, my, my, my question is like, why can't we have both? And like, why would anybody out there yeah. be like, well, no, we don't even want these. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. We we do need both. And it's also that when it comes to AAA games, there's even sort of two routes. It's, it's it, AAA games isn't just like one massive category because the way I break it down is... You've got the games where they're hybrid games, um, and then you've got AAA games that have been made exclusively for VR, which is great. But if you are going to build a huge audience on PSVR 2, and this is what Brian and I were speaking about just before we went on air when going through these notes, um, it's uh, it's the idea that you know if you're a hardcore Call of Duty player, you get every single game, you're bought into the franchise, that's all you play with your mates. Right. You know, okay, you're invested in a AAA title, Call of Duty, but there could be a really great PSVR 2 first person like um, title, you know, like Call of Duty, same quality, but there's actually a connection with the IP. That's not going to be enough for them to jump across, even if it's an amazing game. Yeah. And so there's a real responsibility here that 
there are AAA games that we'd argue are already available on PSVR, but actually we now need the AAA flat screen IPs to now come on over. And I think that's going to be the real test of this generation. Right. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think that we absolutely would have seen um, a way higher, uh, way higher sales of the of the last few VR headsets and uh, and of AAA games if we'd gotten games like Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty absolutely would have brought a ton of uh, of AAA flat screen gamers over to VR and been like, oh my god, I can play Call of Duty in VR? That's insane. Like They, they absolutely would have gone for that. And that's the exact same thing I've been saying for years now about Sony's first-party first party IPs. We're going to actually see, right off the bat with Horizon Call of the Mountain, what proper marketing and proper decision-making when it comes to what games belong in VR will do for VR sales. There's a huge rabbit fan base of the last of us a huge rabbit fan base for horizon uh i just saw somebody in the chat say uh, gran turismo 7 uh this is these are all games that sell really really well that people are really excited to play the next iteration of and if the next iteration happens to be playable in vr then you're going to sell more headsets and that's it's so hard for me to break from that train of thought and try to understand what other people are saying when they say, well, we don't, we don't want those games in VR. I think, but that's all I want. That's all I fucking want. Like, I mean, that's not all I want. I want these indie games too. I've been a lover of indie games since indie games were a thing, right? Since, since day one, uh, some of my favorite PS2 games were indie games. You know, we're going all the way back to that. So I just don't, I just don't see what, where, where this, this, this division comes from, uh, and and obviously over on Quest, I was you know might have sounded really negative when I was talking about Quest, but Resident Evil Four sold like fucking crazy. They just talked about it during the uh, the Oculus Connect event. It sold like crazy. So those guys over there, they they do want this stuff. That's exactly what this is proving. Is that uh, is that even though that game is a twenty year old AAA game and in a in a convert of a uh, or conversion of a of a flat screen game that they do want this stuff, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm completely lost. And I'm actually wondering now if maybe some of this is just outdated thinking and that, in that if uh, I was about, I was just about to say that it feels like that tweet's like it's come six years too late. Yeah. Like that is, or that is the, 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 the generation we're now leaving. And it's, it's, it's not to like say they're completely wrong. I think that what they said had a lot of truth to it, but it's kind of like, don't let that prevent, like, don't stop progress. Like, we need to give this a go. We need these games to come out. And then let's see what the market says. Because, yeah, there will be some people that are like, yeah, I don't want these kind of games. But there's gonna, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are. And, and I do still believe, Brian, and I'm curious to hear about what you think about this. I still think that Sony, especially having just this, these reports that they're producing 2 million headsets, um, I think Sony whether it's at the showcase, it's before launch, I think there's going to be a huge traditionally flat-screen AAA IP that is going to be getting a PSVR 2 launch that's going to be that's going to blow us away, like the, kind of like the Forts Knights or the GTA Online or Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, I, I think they just need one of them. They just need one of them, you know, to really excite people. Um, and I, I think that's coming. What about you? Yeah, I do. I, I think there's an ace up Sony's sleeve. I think there's a lot of stuff that they haven't talked about. Um, the fact, 
fact is, is it's so funny because Twitter is such a cesspool these days that when I go on, I see people who are like, well, Sony's obviously got nothing to show and that's why they've shown nothing. And I'm like, the fact that they've shown nothing means they've got nothing to show. I think it's the fact that they've got the fact that they haven't shown anything means they haven't revealed the stuff that they've got. Right. I mean, like this again, multi-billion dollar corporations making a new peripheral. And really, I do think that if PSVR two doesn't succeed, Sony's going to be like, Hey, we're done with VR for a fucking while. Right. Just like they've done with the portable business for a while. The Vita didn't, yep. didn't do the numbers they needed. And so it was time to move on. But you, but they did a lot. They did a lot to push the Vita. Um, and maybe gave up on it a little too early, but the fact that we are getting a second PSVR means that they believe in it because if 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 PSP had sold PSVR1 numbers we wouldn't have gotten the Vita the PlayStation VR1 sold 6 million which is just an absolute fucking failure when it comes down to a peripheral or or a console or however you want to look at it right and so so it just shows that Sony believes in it and they and they funded games up until the very end we wouldn't have gotten games like Song in the Smoke on PlayStation VR1 if it wasn't for Sony if we wouldn't have gotten games like Wanderer on PSVR1 if it wasn't for Sony right these this, these are games that Sony funded be, quietly without being like hey look at what we're doing for you guys over here they funded this shit, this shit silently and, and because they believe in it and they want and and so that's the only reason we're getting PSVR two. And so why would they be spending it's it's great that they believe in it, but they, I don't know if they would have made a second one if they didn't yeah, believe sure. they'd be able to bring it into the mainstream. And so And to and to make a third of what they sold in total, like from the get go, two million if we're saying it's six million. Right. You know, of, um that's absolutely huge and it that's a very bold statement and uh the other thing i was going to say um about like you know the way they presented psvr2 so far and by the way just as a quick side note if you haven't clicked the like button yet please do guys <laughs> thank you very much uh i love all the game cats who keep talking about it in the chat um but um sony have not actually done a consumer facing explanation of psvr2 yet have they they've literally just shown games they've actually not said anything they've done blog posts and that but they've not actually talked about foveated rendering it's been in the ads but they've not talked about it saying this is why it's going to improve next generation there's been no road to ps5 that mark cerny did but you know with the tempest engine and all this sort of stuff they haven't done that with psvr2 i don't believe we're not no Um, they haven't we're not we're not there yet again it seems it seems like they are taking way too long because of how long our community has been waiting for psvr2 but to the rest of the general public, to the rest of the casual gamers or, or, or the mainstream gamers, it, it wouldn't even make sense to do it. And any, as soon as they do a big event, it, it's it's just it's going to be. They, they, let's just put it this way: they've got a lot of opportunities between now and launch to promote, 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 and build the hype. And so, and and I, and I really do hope, as bored as I was with the Mark Cerny PS5 tech talk or tech breakdown. I, I want that for PSVR too, because that would finally be something I'd be interested in watching. Shades of Grey Matter said in the chat, you know, Jim Ryan talked about this stuff at his uh, CES talk, and that is true, but I'm talking about consumer facing. Like, Sony always does the stuff at these events. I'm talking about on their YouTube channel during a live stream saying, this is what it's going to be, right. you know. A dedi- uh, some, you see, I, I think they've got something dedicated coming um, yeah. r- rather than just being a small part of CES or, uh, you know, a couple games at the beginning of a state of play. 
Um, the, again, this is, this is big. This is big. So yeah. this is huge for Sony. It's not just huge for us. It's huge for Sony too. Like they've, they're wasting a lot of money if they don't push this thing as hard as they can. And so, and I, and I actually think 2 million at launch is conservative. I really do. I think that's a conservative figure because you've got 6 million people who bought PSVR 1 who have been patiently waiting for PSVR 2. You've got 15 million Quest 2 owners who are like, hey, this is cool, but what, where are the big games? You've got a lot of fucking VR gamers out there who have been, who are just waiting for the next big thing. And I, and I think when, now that they've seen that the Quest Pro is not for gamers, right? There's a lot of confusion about that. Uh, and, and now that even Oculus has come out and been like, no, 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 you guys, you guys hold off and wait for Quest 3. That that's our next big gaming consumer friendly consumer affordable headset. The people are going to look, be looking for something more immediate, right? And so, and I, and I think that and I think PSVR two is the more immediate thing and delivering the kind of games that people have been looking for for years now, right? I don't know where I was going with this. This is a fucking long rant, Miles. The caffeine finally kicked in, and I, and I was just going. I was just going on a tear, and I had no direction. That's- no, no, you were you were going in a direction, and and, and just to like you know um, carry on from that, it's. The, the the announcement that it is one and a half thousand dollars this uh, pro and there's a lot of gamers going also oh, is it for gamers uh, that does two really good things for Sony one as you mentioned it now creates a gap of okay well for, for you gamers this is what we've got for offer uh, while the the Quest Three um, is is in development but secondly I kept on saying about you know Sony and what their pressure points are on pricing. Regardless of if it's a gaming headset or not, the fact it's one and a half thousand dollars, you know what? Sony can do PSVR two now for four nine nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, actually, I do. I remember where I was going with this whole thing, and that's that the the thing you brought up about two million headsets. Um, luckily, Sony said that you know that that they don't foresee any issues manufacturing more to meet demand or whatever, and so uh, I do think we're going to see that number rise after pre-orders open i think there i think two million people will pre-order this thing hands down no questions asked yeah and they're going to want this to be in store on store shelves they're going to want be wanted to be they don't want the same debacle that the playstation 5 had already given them for the last two years man two years that that's not a good look when you're like uh you know ps5 is completely impossible to get luckily it's starting to be easier to get they don't want to have the same issue. They they want to sell every PSVR two that they can possibly sell as soon as possible, right? Because I think that's going to determine a lot of things for a lot of developers. It's going to determine what Sony's doing, but also what third parties are doing. If they see, oh, they only, PSVR two only sold a million out of the gate, maybe, maybe we're not going to focus on this hybrid version of our game, right? But if you see that if if you're a developer and you've got a flat screen game in the works and you you see that PSVR two is taking off and Sony's out there trying to help you, be like, hey, listen, we can we can help you get this thing on. On the PSVR two, this game that you already spent millions of dollars developing, you know, we we can help you make this a hybrid game and get it into PSVR two. I think there, I think a lot of those developers are more likely uh, to get on board with that when they see the sales of PSVR two taking off and becoming a mainstream device, rather than this niche product that VR has been for six years. More than how six long years. is the PS five? How long has the PS five been out for now? Like coming up to three years? No, no, no. I think we're coming up to two years. Two years, yeah. I mean, two years is a long, a long period for many gamers who have looked, played on a friend's PSVR, or seen them, and wanted to get one. But they're like, oh, but there'll be one coming out, well, which we knew for the P- P- PlayStation Five. That's a massive window of curiosity. So I think, yeah, the influx of people that have just been waiting haven't even got PSVR, 
and they were like, no, I'm just going to wait for the next one because because I haven't experienced PSVR much yet. Right. means I'm not really missing it. Um, and so I think that that's going to really uh, add a lot of volume to the demand uh, as well. So I'm with you. I think the two million uh, will be taken up pretty quickly. Yeah. I think I think we got a little bit off uh, a little bit off topic here, um, but I, I do want to kind of close out this whole conversation uh, by just kind of reiterating something that we've been talking about for a couple of years now, uh, and just saying that like really. When it, when it comes to indie games, when it comes to AAA games, when it comes to hybrid games, like these are all going to be important when it comes to uh, PSVR 2 because you just you can't yes. have some kind of you can't have a healthy ecosystem of games and developers and gamers if if you don't have the broad spectrum of games that uh, that people require that, that that consumers are looking for. Uh, I think that indie games and kind of these built from the ground up quirky VR games are really i think they're great for the medium i think they push the industry forward i think indies have always pushed the industry forward they've always kind of brought new ideas to the table that developers who are playing it safe are always kind of like unwilling to do unwilling to try out and then they say oh that game over there did it and it worked out really well we we should consider that for our next game and then integrate that in indies are always kind of pushing uh pushing the hardware or but or maybe not even the hardware like not like in graphical sense but they're pushing pushing what we think of as traditional games uh, and, and and always bring new things to the table. And we need that. Otherwise, we're just going to end up in the same kind of rut we've been in for a little while now uh, with just prettier looking games that play exactly like the old pretty games that we were playing. Um, but then, of course, you know, uh, AAA games will sell headsets. Recognizable IPs will sell headsets. Hybrid games are a Trojan horse uh, to get... Uh, to get VR games into people's hands, they didn't even realize. Like, if you, if you if you wake up one day and go, ten of the games I bought this year are playable on PlayStation VR two at no additional charge. They're hybrid games. At that point, you're like, I have ten games for this thing already. Wouldn't you consider like, oh, I, I'll just, maybe it's time to buy a headset. I already own ten VR games. Right. So I I, I just think uh, it just. It's confusing to me. It's confusing to me why anybody would be against broadening the ecosystem, broadening the the available titles for a headset. And I think that's kind of that's kind of the question I want to bring to this conversation. I didn't want to take a side because we all know my side. We all I'm like I want I want amazing games. I want AAA hybrids. I want it all, right? But I also know how important AAA hybrids are. I I wanted to come at this from more of an inquisitive standpoint and figure out why people are saying these things. And so I don't think I found my answer. Um, so please, if you're watching this after the fact and you have any kind of answers, why people wouldn't want uh, AAA VR games or hybrid games, uh, please leave a, please leave a comment on the video because I want to kind of expand this conversation a little bit and, and see if I can't find out what the mindset is here. Um, because we can talk about this all day, miles, but you and I, I think we're on the same page. We want we want it all. Um, so curious to see where other people are coming from. So please don't hesitate uh, to do that. Yeah, the conversation always happens uh, after the live show. So if you're watching, and also if you're in the live chat, the chat moves very quickly. You can't type huge thoughts because it <laughs> just goes into the ether. So sometimes, you know, you'll get to the end of a live show and go, actually, these are my top five points. And yeah, put it in there because we love reading them the next day and, and responding. So absolutely, please do. And I've been, I've been, for anyone paying close attention, uh, obviously 
things on without parole have been moving very slowly recently. Um, Gamescast is the only thing I feel like I've done for two weeks. Um, a lot, of, obviously, you guys know uh, a lot of shit's been going down. Uh, in that, some of that has been public, and some of that has not been public. Um, and I'm just trying to kind of like sort of put life back together piece by piece and uh, and get back to the normal without parole schedule. So if anybody's been missing PSVR this week or breaking news reports or anything else, uh, I do apologize. Reviews have been backburnered for a little bit. Um, over the next week, I'm going to be getting back to normalcy. Uh, and I do appreciate everybody who's been uh, very patient and uh, and hanging out during the live streams because that's that's all we've had, Miles. It's been, but it's been fun. It's been fun to break up my pseudo vacation. I hate calling it a vacation because vacation is supposed to be fun. And this has just been like, I feel like I've just been mentally repairing myself for uh, uh, vacations. I mean, it's, to be honest, um, here in Romania, like I literally have nothing planned. Like people are like, what are you doing for your five days? I, like, I've literally come out here with nothing planned. Like I could literally stay in this apartment five days and it'll be fine because it's just having a psychological reset. Sometimes you just need a vacation just to vacate whatever the fuck you were doing already. So um, yeah. Um, we don't have to worry about, you know, what it is. A vacation means going to a hot beach somewhere, you know. It can just be taking some time out to, you know, practice self-care, which is very important. True that. Thank you. Um, I do uh, – I'm going to close out this poll. Uh, we got 212 votes on the poll. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Um, 19% of you said you want AAA VR hy- uh, VRAF hybrids on PSVR 2, 7% said you just want indies and unique experiences, and of course 74% of you said you want all of the above. Duh. Um, uh. Right. Uh, nice and crispy in the chat says, depends what you think a hybrid game is. Uh, we, we've we been defining hybrid game uh, very specifically. We're the first and only channel to, to use it from first-hand knowledge. Uh, hybrid games are, are meant to be games that feel like they were, de- even though they're flat-screen games initially, uh, playing them in VR is when they feel like they were designed, built from the ground up for VR. They feel like games that uh, were designed for VR. They've got VRAF interactions. That's what hybrid game means. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we're looking for. <laughs> All right, man. We've been on this topic. I'm going to end the poll. Thank you, everybody who voted. Let's end the show with a fun game. I'm not sure how much fun it's going to be because here I am on the chopping block. Um, with a fun game of 20 questions psvr 20 questions miles is going to be the host i uh, totally understand that we've screwed up the schedule somehow that miles has been the host a few times in a row here um but but because we're trying to alternate every single episode um i think let's see i host no aj hosted then what i i don't i don't know how it goes miles. we're back on track we're back on track do you think, Brian, you think we're back on track <laughs> i think so although i'm about to take us off track because there was a comment uh, from Braxbro when I was talking about being here. He says, Miles, there's an amusement park that's underneath a mountain in Transylvania. You should go there. How f- cool does that sound, Brian? That's very Halloween-y, isn't it? It sounds very Halloween-y. <laughs> I, w- I would absolutely do that if I were you. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Good, 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 good uh, recommendation. He, says, right. uh, he um, says it's real. Look it up. They only have like three little kid rides, but uh, he would go just to see it. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh all right, man. Do you have your game picked out for PSVR 20 questions? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Dude, I am shocked that the fact, despite the fact that we went way off topic uh, and went way off the run of show, we are actually not two hours deep right now. It's pretty good. No, it's good man. All right, man. Well, I'm going to put the clock up on the counter counter on the clock the way that somebody likes it. Jeremy, I think. Yeah. Who else? Go.
Hey, uh, hey, uh, does this have move? Uh, no, does this support? Can you play this game? Three questions deep. Does it? Can you play this game with analog sticks? Uh, no, no, and yes. I'm joking. It's yes. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay. See, yes for analog. Uh, does it have aim support? No. Okay. So it's. I'm using my laptop notepad for marking how many you've done. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna say dual shock analog. Uh, this is a horror game. Yeah. Ooh, we're in my wheelhouse. Uh, I'm trying to think, not I don't know if a lot of horror games have. Can you also play with this with moves? No. Okay, so that that takes care. Of it. It's dual shock only. Um, dual shock only horror game. Uh, Can I mean is there a version of this on the flat screen? Yep. Five. Is that five? Yeah. Yeah, I mean everybody in the chat's already saying RE seven. I can't think of anything else. Um is this a game part of a recognizable franchise? No. Alright, you guys, not Resident Evil Seven. I, I wanted you just to go go and guess it then, Brian. <laughs> Alright. Was is this studio currently a first party studio? Yes. Does this is this game procedurally generated? Yeah. Is this does this game take place on a space station heading into a black hole? You could say that, Brian. Yes, you could say that. <laughs> is there any chance, my friend Miles Dyer, too wise for his own good? Um, is this game the persistence? It is, Brian. It is. It is. Two weeks in a row, you've absolutely smashed these. At least it wasn't, uh, like, what was it, question two? Did you mention it in today's show? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the persistence. we didn't talk yeah. about the persistence on today's show. So if I asked that... We, no, we, did, we didn't. That's why I thought, oh, maybe maybe you, uh, it will require a few more questions. And it did. You just in, a few more. You intentionally didn't bring up the persistence all day today, just in case I asked yeah, that question. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got it annoying. You got it annoying. It was really good. And um, I didn't, I wasn't looking at the chat, but there were some that said, uh, yeah, it's the persistence as soon as Dan Kiefer, it's the persistence game over. But someone had mentioned a game cat photo nutter. <laughs> GC13 says, Dan thank God I was here to help. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have done it without you, Tiff. Uh, Shades of Grey Matter reminds us that we did the persistence on back cl- Backlog Club a week ago. Good stuff, man. Okay. Nice. Just a good Great reminder game. to come join Discord because not only can you get in on the Backlog Club and play games that you might have forgotten about, uh, but you can also join Professor Lilith and the crew for games uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. That is part of the multiplayer meetup. This week, Battle Wake. 2 p.m. Eastern, you guys. All right, man. Dude, I am, I am tired. I've got a headache. It's been a rough day. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us today. Um, and Miles, you're you're in Romania, man. <laughs> this is I got, and I got a headache and I need to sleep. Yeah, and sorry, guys. There's no clip of the week. <gasps> I mean, I could do a clip now. No, just no. Um, reenact Abs- something. Absolutely no? not. Nope. Nope. Thank you, everybody, who uh, helps the channel running, like Jamie Out and Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry. Of course, all the moderators out there. We love you so, so very much. Uh, everybody who supports on Patreon.com/slash Without Pro Games couldn't pay the bills without you, um, and even with you, pff, 
sometimes not. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, and of course, everybody who hung out in the chat, help me with 20 questions. Uh, uh, support us by uh, by tipping and all of you out there who watch, sat back and watched the show. I, Miles, this is not going as well as it should. My brain is like skipping a beat every other <laughs> everybody who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word we know you're out there and we love you just as much miles it's fucking friday let's get out of here friday oh there it is bye bye Dude, can, can you hear my can you hear my chair squeaking like throughout the entire show? This is I, think I, I, keep... I could hear it. Now you mentioned it, so maybe that was what. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it reminds me. Um, I've been playing with my, my my band. We've been playing a lot of gaming lately, which has uh, been playing a lot of Fortnite. And um, oh, no. Luke, the singer, he's um, he plays through the Dual Sense microphone, mm-hmm. and he also has um, the uh, vibration on. So just every self and you just hear. <laughs> and when I was testing my live stream on Twitch, I can't remember it was someone's in the chat and going, Miles, what's that noise? <laughs> and I was like, what? And then Hugh, um, the guitarist in the band was like, oh no, that's Luke. And I realized it got to a point now that I've just managed to phase it out. But um, the um, the dual sense controller for the microphone setup is terrible. Like I find if I plug in a headset into the um, notch at the bottom, Sometimes it just cuts out and you don't even know and you think everyone's ignoring you and then you realize they've not heard you for the last half an hour. All right. Um, so here I've now I've got a, now I've got an actual serious question based on this like yeah. based on this conversation. So I've been playing Fortnite the last few days miles. First first time ever. I've never played Fortnite until about Amazing. 5 days ago and I'm now level like 45. Like I've been playing nonstop. Um Amazing. Yeah, I got the emo cat. I'm very very happy. Um Meow skulls. Yes, meow skulls. Yep, I got meow skulls, and I'm very, very happy about that. And so, uh, and so, I, my brother, my brother and his kids, uh, they play Fortnite all the time as a family. And they, and as soon as they found out that Uncle Brian plays fucking Fortnite, they were like, "You got to come play with us." And so I was playing with them, but we played it a different way. I, I used the, I used a little headset that I plugged into the DualShock or DualSense, uh, and just did that instead of using Discord like we do here. Um, and they kept saying they're like, "Who's making this slurping sound? Is there like is somebody eating or drinking or whatever?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, I just joined you guys, and so it's the sound has to be coming from my end. You guys weren't hearing this before, um, and so is any of the sound coming from the dual sense sound like a slurping sound?" I have no idea. I've heard people with loads of issues, and I'm wondering if it's just Jim Ryan with one of his ploys to get everyone to buy the uh, Pulse 3D Pulse head. <laughs> It's it's obviously Jim Ryan. That's obviously what it is. But yeah, what a fucking disaster! I I, I just felt self conscious the whole time, being like, "Is this what's making the noise? If, if I do this, is that what's making the noise?" And, and and then I started thinking, "Well, is it actually coming from my own mouth?" Like, is it my, yeah. Like, and so it's a, I guess super self conscious playing with family, playing Fortnite, and of course Dan Keeper in the chat's like, "Brian, who are you? Where's where's Brian? Where was he abducted?" Um, yeah, dude. I, like, this is how boring VR has been lately. <laughs> it's like I'm playing Fortnite, dude. We'll have to. We'll have to play Fortnite together soon, then. For I'm sure, really happy to hear that, dude. Fortnite's a blast. I, I, I definitely had some misconceptions about it, and, and playing it for myself uh, made, made me realize what a great game it is. And fuck, fuck build mode, build mode. Um, I yep, have, yep. That I, 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 I mean, I, I do enjoy building, but I enjoy no build. Zero builds amazing, and it's brought in so many players. And as we've mentioned again, it lays the foundations for a VR component.
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I completely understand why, uh, there was a resurgence in, in players when no build mode became a thing, uh, because it's just way more fun. Uh, so, uh, just real quick before we get out of here, Dark Angel three with the six fifty said, "I want to believe that Sony's going to serve up a buffet of goodies to satisfy many palates." Uh, and then, and then another two dollar tip for the caboose of the tip train. Thank you, Dark Angel. We are right there with you. We hope Sony has a lot up their sleeve, and we cannot wait to see what they've got for us, so I can finally stop playing fucking Fortnite. If Fortnite VR comes out, that's another story altogether. <laughs> that's another story altogether. The addiction will continue. It's a great game. All right, man. Listen, get out of here. Go to sleep and uh, and, and keep us updated on your uh, on your vacation, man. Can't wait to see what you do. Awesome. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.